Welcome everyone to the Olavia Torah Daf Yomi Shior. Today's Shior is Daf Ayin Chet. We'll begin on Ayin Zayin a little bit at the words Umay Loki. Before we do Umay Loki, which is six lines in the bottom of Ayin Zayin on Bet, we're going to go back to our Mishnah a second. Okay, the Mishnah is on Daf Ayin. And it says the following. Oh no, no. not that one. It says the Gemara. Tama, the reason why Rabbi Yochanan says that we oh hold on. Tama, the reason why Rabbi Yochanan says that we follow the mother is because a sheilu that are born. That sounds like in general. We follow the father, right? We're asking a question. We sound like, in the case of an Egyptian who con- converts, we follow the mother. We're talking about, what happens if a case, let's get back here, we're talking about a case, Michael just came in. Mike, we're talking about a case where the rule is, Egyptian grandchildren are allowed. When Egyptians convert, they're not allowed to marry regular Jewish girls. Their kids are not, but their grandchildren are. And we ask the question, what happens if you have a first-generation convert with a second-generation convert? So the second generation is ready to have a kid who could, could marry. The first generation is not. So they said over there, since that are born goes by birth, and therefore goes by mother, and therefore whatever the mother is, we're following that's a So the first generation convert can't marry a, a Jew. Neither can the second. Neither can the second. So who are they supposed to marry? Other converts. Other converts. Correct. Okay. Now, we're asking a question. If you say the follow mother here only because we said the word Tashir Valdu, it sounds like in other places we follow the father. Oh, yeah? Well, what happens when you have a pregnant Abdeh converting? Okay. Halakha is that when the, she gives birth, two months later, the kid doesn't need to dip in the mikveh. The kid's Jewish from birth. Why? I thought we follow the father. If you follow the father, the kid's a goy. Because if you're going to tell me, I would say, it's the famous Yeritzik rule. Since the fetus is happy to be in the mother's stomach, okay, the rule is that even though it covers the whole body, meaning the fetus is being covered by its mother's body, but it wants to be there. And if it wants to be there, it's like the rule is, Midoraita. If a lady has something covering most of her body and she wants it there, it's not a chasita. So this fetus has a mother covering most of his body and he wants it there, and therefore it's not a chasita. Maybe you'll say that's the reason why it's allowed. So that's where the baby converted. I thought we said that the whole body is a problem. Rov is okay, but the whole is not. What's this? Shani huba, shani huba de hainu Since this is how it develops, it's different. And therefore, 
even the whole body is not a problem when the baby has dipped. And therefore, since the baby has dipped, it's different than a case where there's a new generation. New generation, you follow the father. Here, the baby dipped, so therefore it's different. Another halacha from Yochanan. When their nations, other nations, you go after the male. So you know who they are. So let's say you have a Mitzri who marries a, uh, I don't know what, a French guy, French girl. So do we say, well, the kid is a Frenchie, and therefore right away when they convert, they're allowed to be good. Or do we say, no, but the father's a Mitzri, so you need three generations. How do you go? What do you go with? So he says, well, you go after the male, Yerucham says. But once they convert, you go after the worst part of them. Once someone converts, you go after the worst part of the two of them. So if a male and a female, whoever's bad, we follow, the kid follows the bad one. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What does it mean we go follow the male? The rule is that if you get somebody, one of the seven nations, one of the regular nations, then you allow, there's, there's seven nations of Canaan that we have to kill them. Okay? All people of Canaan are supposed to kill. Now, if, it's, if you're another nation, we're allowed to buy you as a slave. What happens if another nation has, has relations with the Canaanit? How do we know that you're allowed to buy them as a slave? You don't have to kill them. From the sons of Tushavim. Okay. So since it says, from those of the people who live with you, so live with you, which means these are the men who live with Knani wives. Live with you is the men who live with Knani. Those are allowed. But, but you can't do the other way around because it says, It's only who are born, only who are born in their lands. Only born in their lands, not the people who live in their lands with their fathers. Okay. That's the first part. If they converted, then we follow the worst one of them. What case are we talking about? If we're talking about a Mitzri who marries an Ammonit, right? Let's say you have a Mitzri convert who married an Ammonit convert, right? So what are we saying? We're saying that, the, that the, they become like the father and not the mother. The Ammonit mother is fine, Right? And the Mitzri father needs two generations. Three generations. Means three generations, two, two more, whatever, right? So, my The Gemara says, that can't be talking about that, because Amunit is not Pagum at all. She's not to marry anyone she wants. Pazuk says, you follow the worst, worst of the two. It sounds like they're both bad, and one's worse. But Amunit, there's nothing wrong with her. She's like a Moavi, she's Ruth, she's not to marry anyone she wants. We're talking about a case in Amoni, man, who needs 10 generations, and he marries a Mitzrit, who needs three 
three generations, correct. If the kid is a male, he follows the mother, the father, and because the father is worse. Because for a son, the father is worse. If it's a girl, call him a tzadit. Because Amoni boy, you understand what's going on? No, you don't get it. So okay, watch. Point. You have a Mitzri man. Okay. No, Amoni. Sorry, Amoni man and a Mitzri girl. Now, if they have a boy, it's much better if you follow. No. The Mitzri. Because the Amoni is never going to be good. Right. If you have a boy and you say the boy's a mitzri, great, his kid's going to be good. If you say he's Amoni, his kid's great, he's never going to be good. So we, for that, we follow the worst one and we say he's Amoni, he's never going to be good. And if you have a girl, if you're Amoni, right away you're good. Because Amoni, girls right away are good. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, okay, they're like Moabi, they're, like, they're like first generation. So if you have a girl, it's worse to be a mitzri, because then you have to wait three generations. And therefore, with a girl, we follow the mitzri. So either way, you're, we, you're, we follow you're, the most stringent in, in either in one. In either one, correct. Okay. That's what that's what Yochanan said when he meant the law. Okay, the Mishnah. Mamzerim unitinim asurim. A mamzer and natin are never allowed to marry part of the Kaal Hashem, regular Jewish people. Vesurim isurim, they asur forever. Whether they're males or females. That's a very short Mishnah. Rish Lakish seems to be arguing on the Mishnah. And he says, if you have a Mamzeret girl, after 10 generations, they can marry Jewish people. Girl. Girl. How does he learn it? Yalif, I see. What are you asking? Now, how does Mamzeru become 10 generations? How do Amon and Moav, the woman Amutar, right, was allowed to get married. Afkan, so to here, when it comes to Mamzeret, they came up with the, the, the woman are allowed. Mm-hmm. So Moses says, oh yeah, Imal Halam Miyad, Afkan Miyad, if so, then we should say it works right away, because Amoni right away when she converts, she's Mutar. So we should say also, Mamzeret right away is Mutar. No. The connection only works from. Tenth generation and on. Why? Why? Why would it only work for the tenth generation? Because up to the tenth generation, already said straight out it's mutar. So, so it's asur. So it must be using the Shava of asiri asiri for the tenth generation. Where says, well, what do you do about the Mishnah? He can't argue on the Mishnah. I thought the male and females are asur. Because the Mishnah says, Mamzeret, 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 Mamzeret
So how can you say no? Uh, oh, ten generations mutar. Lo kasha. Ha kamanda din mina umine. Rish Lakish goes with the one who says, Don mine umina. Learn from it and learn from it. Ha kamanda ama don mine ba ukibatra. And the Mishnah is going with the rabbi who says, learn from it and put it in its own context. Which means, this is machloket when you learn Gzirah Shava. Do we le- learn it like the thing it came from, or we learn from it completely separately? And therefore, if you learn it completely separately, then you could say that it has a different law than the than the 10th generation um, so it says the Gemara, Shalu to be a lizard. They asked to be a lizard. Mamzel achala salat daremahu. What happens to Mamzel after after ten generations? Amalahu mi teli dor sheshiva terenu. I can't even find a third generation. You know why? Because Mamzelim don't end up lasting too long. They don't end up having many generations. Hashem doesn't make it work. Alma kasav mamzer lo chaya. The meaning of lezer holds that mamzeret don't live too long. Echenam rebuna mamzeret lo chaya. Rebuna also says mamzeres don't live too long and they don't have kids. So you don't have to worry about mamzerim being walking around the ten generations because they never they never stay they never stick around they don't last. Either they don't get married or they don't have kids or whatever, but they don't last. I thought we said in the Mishnah they are sore forever, so it sounds like they're around a long time. I'm right? If we know who he is, he could live for a lot many generations. The law yadi, if nobody knows he's mamzer, Hashem doesn't make let him live. The yadi v'lo yadi. If we know, but not everyone knows, then up to three generations, it doesn't live more than that. And that's why, that's why Leza says, I'll never even find one, because you rarely find these cases. Okay. There was a, a mamzer who lived in the neighborhood of Ami. And he said he's a mamzer. So the guy was walking around crying. He says, I'm, I'm making you live. You understand what's going on? Since mamzerim who are not known don't live. So when he announced the guy's a mamzer, the guy started crying, no one's going to marry me. Some, you you want to die or you want to live? Okay. He says the Mishnah talks about Mamzerin and Natin. Natin, David Melech was the one who made Gezira on them. Shnei Marzin says, It says the, the king called the Givonim and he said that they're not part of Bnei Yisrael. They can't marry Jewish people. Why did David make Gezira on Natin? The says. When David was king, there was a famine for three years. 
The first year when there was a famine, David said, oh, maybe you Jews are, have some people doing idol worships. If you do idol worship, Hashem is going to stop the heavens. They checked, there was no one doing idol worship. She now the second year, maybe you guys are doing Averot. They didn't Maybe you guys pledge money, you don't give. They checked. It must be my fault. I'm the king. It must be my fault. What does that mean? Why is the Why is the famine coming? Okay. Either way, that's a proof. Because I should tell you that he has to room between. Now, what happened? So Hashem answered, the reason why this is a famine is for Shaul. Because when Shaul got killed, he was the king before David, they didn't, they didn't make a proper esped on him. He was a big tzaddik, they didn't make a esped. Also because Shaul himself, because he killed the givonim. Where do we ever see that Shaul killed the Givonim? Omar says, he never killed them. What happened was, he, he killed their jobs, because Shaul killed the Kohanim of the city of Nov. Now, the Givonim were the ones who employed these guys, so when he killed them, he killed the employers, and the employees had no jobs. Why did he kill them? Because he thought that they were sheltering David wow. away from him. Mm-hmm. How could the one hand we say, oh, he's such a Sadiq, and we didn't go do a Hesped for him, and at the same time we're saying that he's a Rasha, he killed the Givonim? The place of person judgment, they also mention his righteous deeds. So David didn't know what to do. Amar David, David says, Sha'al, Sha'ul, Nafkelehu, Tresa Yachi Shachta. By David, it's already 12 months. We can't, we can't give a spare for him. Right? The Nitonim, but the Nitonim who lost their jobs, let's call them and be nice to them. And we'll take care of them. So he calls the Givonim and he tells them, okay, what can we do to you to, to make it up for you? For the fact that you lost the jobs from Shaul. So we don't have we don't want, want money from Shaul. Give me seven of Shaul's kids and we'll kill them. So David tried to calm him down. What, are you going to kill innocent people? What are you doing? They didn't, they didn't, they didn't listen. Amar, so, so David said to himself, 
שלושה סימנים יש באומה זו. There's three סימנים to be somebody being Jewish. Number one, נחמנים, Jewish people are merciful. Number two, ביישנים, we're embarrassed. And go back to we do chesed. נחמנים, דכתיב, ונתן נחלמים ורחבך ואלבך. ביישנים, דכתיב, בעבור תהיה ידעת השם על פניכם. כמו חסדים, דכתיב, ולמען אשר יצווה את הבנות ואת הבנות החלב. לעשות צדקה וחסד. Right? So this, כל שיש פה שינוי שלמים, הללו, ראוי לבדק באומה זו. And therefore, David said, if these people are so bloodthirsty, they want to kill the seven sons of Shaul, so then they shouldn't come and marry Jewish people. So what did David do? ויקח המלך את שני בני מצפה בת איה, אשר ירדה לשאול, את אלמוני ואת מבושת, ואת חמשת בני מיכל בת שאול, אשר ירדה לאדריאל. אצלנו ברזלי המלותי. Right? He took them and he gave them the גבעונים, and they killed them. Right? Now, מי שנהני, why did he pick these seven? Why not other people of Shaul? אמר אבונה, he brought them in front of the Aaron. Anyone who the Aaron stopped them, froze them, that means they had to die. If the Aaron didn't freeze them, then they stayed alive. Right, that's what it sounds like. Okay, let's stop right here. Baruch Adonai, Amen, Amen.